And then starting off this hour, we chat to uh, Kate Wilkinson, who's the acting deputy editor of Africa Check or at Africa Check, a fact-checking organization. You may ask, why do you need an organization that che- that check- checks facts? Well, the short answer is because of people like Donald Trump, who not only calls everything fake news, but speaks and proclaims what he says as truth. He, he, he proclaims opinions as facts, not even opinions, just ru- ludicrous, ludicrous, I say, lies as fact to get people on his side. Oh, and Africa Check actually does research, does intensive research to find out uh, if something is true or not. You know, you get those, sometimes you get those WhatsApp messages uh, that go around your WhatsApp group, your mom. My mom usually sends me the, these things, these conspiracy theories. Don't do this, don't do that. Uh, are they true? But she believes them. She believes them. Uh, but we fall for these traps and Africa Check makes sure uh, that uh, that we we. We, we are definitely in the know of how it goes. So joining me on the line now is uh, Kate Wilkinson from Africa Check to chat about how we go about finding out if things are true or not and the, the exact work that Africa Check does. Kate, welcome to the Weekend Early Breakfast. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you doing? I'm pretty good, thank you. Thanks for, for joining us. Just, I mean, this is the one of the first times Stan introduced me to this company. What does Africa Check do? So Africa Check is a non-profit organization and we are a fact-checking unit. And what that means is that our job is to verify what people in the public domain say and check whether it's right or not. So we look at statements made by politicians, by business people, by the media, and we check if the data supports the claims. We speak to experts to get important context, and then we publish reports, and we appear on radio shows and on television to let the public know what's fact and what's fiction. And and how long has Africa Check been in existence for? So we were officially started in 2012, so it's now seven years. Our main office is in Johannesburg in South Africa, mm. but we also fact check across the continent. So we have offices in Kenya, in Nigeria, as well as Senegal. And obviously it came out of the need um, for, because people talk rubbish all the time and people make false claims all the time and puffery exists. Yeah, so we we were really formed out of um, the recognition that there needs to be accuracy in the public debate. Mm. Um, it's important that governments and politicians use accurate information to plan policies and implement them. And it's also important that the general public shares accurate information because mm. we're all trying to make decisions about our lives. And those decisions can only really um, be made and be good for us if we have the right information to base them on. Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, information is spread around the world and between people all the time. Uh, Wikipedia, online, there are loads of sources of information. But what leads to misinformation spreading? So I think there are a few causes, and they all require different solutions and interventions. Sometimes we see people purposefully creating and sharing misinformation and, and false information to cause damage or to cause harm, whether it's to a country or political political group or even a, a group of people. Um, other times, though, and this is sometimes what we all see you, you know, on Facebook and in our WhatsApp groups, is that this misinformation exists and people pass it on and share it because they think it's the right thing to do. So in that case, we try to educate and help people understand how to spot this false information so that they know when it's not a good idea to share it. 
I mean, the first thing that pops to mind is the incident that happened over Easter with the, that video of the hot cross bun. Uh, exactly. With, with, the, with, the, with the chief of police or something was asked to eat a hot cross bun and then blow into a breathalyzer and it said, uh, it pushed up the, is the, is the, you know, his test to over the limit. Mm. Um, and information like that people honestly believe. And even though I might not go and eat, not go and eat a hot cross bun, I might go like, well, have you seen a hot cross bun video? That's obviously, you know, these, like mother sends me things that are, are, that I know are blatantly false all the time, but she believes that these things are happening in the world. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we have to, we have to be kind and generous to people. We work in the media, so we have a certain level of media literacy and we can normally smell something if it's off from a mile away. Mm. But for a lot of people, they, they don't have the skills and experience that journalists and media practitioners do and they receive importantly they receive this information from their friends and family and that lends it a lot of weight and a lot of authority because if you think of your auntie or if your mom is sharing something with you then you're probably more likely to think that it could be true for our listeners that have just tuned in this is the cape talk the weekend early breakfast with myself mark johnson i'm in conversation with kate wilkinson from africa check she's the acting deputy editor at africa check uh, we're talking about fact and fiction how do we know when something is real or not at africa check um, they check statements made out made, put out in, uh, to the public to make sure that the statements are accurate and factually true if you have any questions maybe we experience some of the misinformation that is out there please feel free to call into studio on 021-446-0567 you can also whatsapp us on 072-567-1567 with your whatsapp texts or voice notes one of the one of the things that grabbed my attention in the past couple of weeks is this rise of the the flat earth theory mm. Um, I watched a documentary on, on Netflix and then I started looking into it and comments on it and comments by Neil deGrasse Tyson, who's obviously the world famous, uh, astrophysicist. Why is it that something that is so, I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably kick myself, uh, in 10 years time when we, when we realize when it's proven that the world is flat, but for now let's go with it's not. Why do people follow such uh, a trend such as that or belief such as that when it's clearly been disproven uh, for years? So I think there are, there are a few reasons. At Africa Check, we do see people believing things, sharing things, posting things, which to us and I think to a lot of people in South Africa seem absolutely crazy. And you can't understand why anyone would believe this. I think, though, for... A, a lot of people who share these things, it's because it, res- it resonates in them. Something inside of them that they believe or an identity that they hold connects with the message that they're seeing. So, for example, if you see a, a, a crazy story being shared about a new thing that criminals are doing to target people. Um, for example, we saw a crazy story about criminals putting nails into oranges and then scatter- scattering them over the highway for people to drive over them. And that was debunked. It's not happening in South Africa. But people tend to believe it or at least share it because if you live in South Africa, you're always thinking about crime. You're always conscious. You're always trying to protect yourself and your family. And that resonates with you. So you're more likely to think it could be true and that you maybe should pass it on to help someone else. When it comes to people believing um, that the earth is flat or other bizarre theories, it may be that them or people they socialize with 
um, you know, are skeptical of certain authorities or certain governments or they believe that somehow they're being tricked or misled about things which might lead them to believe it. So that's why I think it's so important is that when we, when we debunk and fact check these claims, it's not about embarrassing people. It's not about showing that people believe something silly or passed on a bogus warning. It's about just very simply and calmly stating what the facts are, providing the evidence that backs it up, uh, and then you know giving them the chance to then look at the evidence and hopefully change their mind. I actually never thought of it in that way the the way the the belief system and the theories if you think that your that your that your government is hiding something or your conspiracy theories i mean we do believe that the government is hiding things from us or that they you know they're misleading us so we don't overtly trust them and we we do recognize that south africa is a, a country um where crime is rife or crime is a concern so when people you're, you're absolutely right i mean I feel like a, I feel like not that I feel like a fool now, but I'm beginning to understand. <laughs> I'm beginning because all these conspiracy theories, you know, there's there was no moon landing, there was no this and no that. Yeah. Like you, you, I could believe that 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 there was no moon landing. The amount of 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 secrets that the American government has, that there are UFOs, that this could be a UFO outside right now. <laughs> so that's just the light shining of a building. Like we can't fact check that for you, unfortunately. <laughs> okay, so, so you, you guys, you guys have an, uh, a WhatsApp line as well. Tell mm. us about how the WhatsApp line works um, and how you know how the information gets spread via that. Absolutely. So we have, like I said, we've been fact checking for seven years, and a lot of that fact checking has been so, on social media. So we fact check claims on Facebook and Twitter. But we've really battled with WhatsApp, and, and that's because it's private, and there are good reasons for that. People don't want other people reading their messages. Mm. But because of that darkness, because it's closed off, it's the perfect environment for false information and fake news to grow and spread and reach out to lots of people. So what we did is we started, it's, it's sort of like a WhatsApp fact-checking service, which is entirely free. And what people can do is they can add us on WhatsApp, and then if you receive a dodgy message, if you receive a, a picture that looks photoshopped or a video that you suspect is fake, you can just forward it to us on WhatsApp. You don't even have to leave the app. And then we receive that. We gather them over a month, and then at the end of the month, we assess them. We see what were the trends, what was really worrying this month. And then once a month, we record a very short five-minute long voice note, which is like a little podcast. And then we send it back to you on WhatsApp, where we debunk the worst crap on WhatsApp. Um, so you can then forward it to your friends and set the record straight. What is that number? So that number is 082-709-7089. 27 oh, eight, two, seven, oh, nine, three, five, uh, two, seven. That's quite, I mean, uh, that's, 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 I should definitely send that to my mother. Uh, and, and a lot myself. of people, <laughs> yes, a lot of people have been sending it to their moms. A lot of people have been dropping that number into their community or neighborhood mm -hmm. WhatsApp groups. And we've had an amazing response. I think that there's such a need and really people are calling out for some help on WhatsApp. Because what we also see is that people receive stuff that they know is false. They can't prove it, but they know it's false. And they, they really like just being able to forward it to us. And if we fact-checked it, we'll send back a link. So then you have the evidence. You don't have to fight with your family member or a neighbor about whether something's false. You can just drop in a link. You can say, here's the real story, and let us do the work for you. Let me ask you this. Have you ever received something that is like, you went like, oh, this is obviously false. This is ridiculous. 
but it turns out to be true or it turns out to be factually correct? Oh, I can't think of something off the top of my head. It's definitely happened. But what, what we often find is that th- there's often a bit of truth to these stories. Um, so even if you look at, um, so we, we've seen stories about, uh, you know, criminals handing out key key holders that have trackers in them um, and then following people home and robbing them. You can get key holders that do have trackers in them so that if you lose your own keys, you can track them. But, you know, when we spoke to technology experts, they said that, first of all, it's a hoax and it's been debunked all over the world, including South Africa. And secondly, the type of technology and the range of the key holder um, and the money that you'd need to really roll this out and make it profitable just means that it's not going to happen. And that's also why sometimes it's easy to believe these things for some people because it's not an outright you know, it's not as though there's nothing true about it. Yeah. It's kind of possible in some circumstances, and that's what tips people over into believing the whole story because a little bit of that it is true. true yeah. Are South Africans prone to believing in, in uh, misinformation? I beg your pardon? Are South Africans, are, are we prone as, an Af- as South Africans to believing in misinformation? I think I think we are, but I don't think that's particular to the country. I think worldwide, in the last five years, we've seen really the emergence of fake news, misinformation on a much larger scale, particularly driven by social media, because previously it, it was quite tricky and hard to reach millions and millions of people in an hour if you didn't have access to a television show or a radio station. Mm-hmm. But now if you have Twitter, if you have Facebook, and if you have a a relatively little amount of money, you can post something, you can boost it, get a few other people to retweet it and share it, and within a day you can reach a huge amount of people. Um, But there is hope, and we've certainly seen in the last seven years since we started that people are becoming more savvy, people are starting to question, and that's also what we try to do. We, We can't fact check everything, we can't debunk every hoax. But what we can do is we can teach people and show them the resources and, you know, teach them the skills to for them to become fact checkers. We want everyone to become a little mini fact checker yeah. and help debunk things in their own circles. I like I like the fact that it's not uh, I like the fact uh, that it's not <laughs> just it's not just, you know, the hoaxes and the, the, the misinformation and the party through party not through kind of thing that you're also looking at politicians and people who mm. are saying things public figures who are saying things because it's not like the idea of misinformation is new it's just just like everything else um in our you know in our global society has become has come become bigger uh, and more commercial because of the internet because of globalization mm. because of the, the 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 speed that information travels these days you like you just said there with twitter and retweeting and boosting you know people have been saying outlandish things for a long time and have based wars upon that and various other things but now we've realized the concern that we need to have around making sure that the information that is out there is actually accurate Absolutely. And we're really, you know, we're fighting the same battle. We've been fighting false information and propaganda, you know, for as long as they've been humans, people have been telling mistruths. But now it's just on a new scale and on new platforms and new challenges. But like you said, we're not just debunking hoaxes. We're not just on Twitter, Facebook and WhatsApp. We also do sort of the harder work. So, uh, for example, in the elections this year in South Africa, we fact-checked claims made in the 
in political parties' election manifestos. So we looked at claims about access to services, claims about land reform, claims about education in the country. Because when it comes to an election, people are trying to make the best decisions for themselves and for the country. And part of that is actually knowing whether what you're being told by a political party is true or not. Exactly, exactly. Kate, thank you so much. I'm not going to take any more of your time. I know you're super, super busy. Um, But I hope you have a great weekend further. Perfect. Thanks so much. Pleasure. Keep